But we want to look at a prime biblical example of how this happened. So we're going to take the Israelites, you know, our forefathers, the chosen ones of God, and um, some pretty intense things that happened to them um, through their journey through the desert. So the children of Israel, you know, they've just been rescued from 400 years of slavery. They're being led by Moses and Aaron. You know, these are the people that God's told them. He said, you know, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. The Lord took you out of the iron-smelting furnace, the land of slavery in Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance. This is the inheritance of the king of the universe. They're the chosen ones. It's incredible. But then what do we see happen? They've, they've just been rescued. They've gone through the ten plagues. They've seen miracles. And we hear in Psalm 106, they soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. Instead, they rebelled against him at the Red Sea. And then again, after wandering through the wilderness for a time, the people get tired of waiting for Moses, and they trade their glorious God for an idol made of gold in the shape of a grass-eating ox. I'm like, why does this happen? It's not like they've forgotten Egypt or everything. In fact, they, they want to go back there. They remember that. They remember being a part of a, a sort of a nation, even though they're slaves. It's, it's not a fault of their memory. that They're remembering the situation but they're forgetting God in this situation. They're forgetting the role that God has played in rescuing from that, in being the real savior, savior there. And we want to hear again how God did this for him. He says, He saved them for his name's sake, to make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through as if through a desert. He saved them from the hands of the foe, and from the hand of the enemy he redeemed them. And this is that God, the miraculous God, who led them through there. And they forget already the role of God in this. They're willing to worship something else instead of this incredible God who's given them a sign. He's been with them. His presence has been over the tent, his, his mighty column of fire following them. And yet they still forget the role of God in actually bringing them out of that situation and saving them from there. Like we want to say to the Israelites, we just kind of wish we were there. We want to be like, what are you doing? Like, look around you. How can you forget God in this situation? You know, he, he's taking you through the Red Sea on dry ground. It was, it was like a, a, an ocean, pretty much. How is this possible? We want to say, you know, this God, he's, he's deserving of your praise. He deserves your full attention and your remembrance of that. But then we kind of have to think, this is what we do a lot of the time as well. You know, but perhaps we haven't been walked through an ocean as if it was dry, but we've seen equal miracles in our lives. You know, just being in this church is a miracle. It's amazing that we, we get to honor and glorify our God in such an incredible environment and an incredible country. But in any time of trial, even in times of joy, we often forget the goodness that God has put in our lives. We get stuck in our situation, and, and some situations are horrible, they're terrible. But we need to remember that God is always with us in those times, even though sometimes it seems like he's not. We have to remember the role that he's played in our whole life, in our whole story, other than just where we're sitting at that moment. So how then can we work on this? I mean, we're flawed human beings. We've just heard our memories are wired to remember the bad stuff and not to reflect back on our whole story. Um, but luckily <laughs> for us, as David writes in Psalms, he says, Praise the Lord and never forget the good things he does for me. I will study your commandments and reflect upon your ways. I will delight in your principles and not forget your word. We need to make this extra effort to recall God's goodness to us. And in times of despair, we, we don't need to fret because we can count on the one who will take our burden. His burden is light. We need only cast ours onto him. 
know, he tells us that although our memories are frail, we are so loved and known by the one who's outside our understanding. His mind is not faulty like ours. He remembers your whole story, everything about you. He tells us he's engraved us on the palms of his hands. He knows everything that we're going through at any point. And in Hebrews we're told, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So it doesn't matter how many times we forget him. We, we want to make the conscious effort to remember all the goodness in his life that he's done for us. But he's telling us that regardless of what happens, you know, just like the Israelites, he's never going to leave them. He's never going to leave you. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing that you can forget or not remember that he's then going to be like, oh, cut them off the list. I don't need them anymore. He's, he's got you on his hands. He's engraved you there. He's never going to leave you. So um, we're going to finish with a thought, and I invite Jake to come up. He's going to conclude for us. But just in Psalm 77, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. Not just yesterday, not just last week, the whole story. I will consider all of your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. So just as he was with his children, the Israelites, he's always with us. So let us consciously try to remember him in everything we do. And let our story be not just today, not just the week, but our whole lives, our whole story, telling of the goodness of God. Cool. Thanks, Tosh. All right, so I'm doing the wrap-up, so bear with me. Um, So we forget what he has done for us, and that's when we forget who he is. This is what Tosh just explained in the Bible verse about the Israelites. They forgot the goodness of God and the miracles God performed for them, and that's why they totally forgot him and then started worshipping these idols. Some things you may never forget, like with me. I had a dream. It's a really bad impersonation, Martin Luther King. But anyway, in this dream, um, we're at this water park. I can't remember if it was like we were living in Ballina at the time. Um, so we had a like, water park there or SeaWorld, one of the two. Anyway, so we were there and uh, we having an amazing time as a family. Um, and then we went out to the car park and uh, I remembered where our car was parked. But in this car park, it wasn't our, we had a Commodore at the time, didn't we? We had this like purple station wagon Commodore. That was gone. It wasn't in that car spot anymore. Maroon, sorry. Maroon. All right. Anyway, so that car was gone. It wasn't in our car spot. And I was like, what's going on? And uh, mum searched through a handbag and pulled out these keys and there were these different keys and the car that was sitting in the car spot was a new car our parents had been searching for a new car and this was a silver car that I saw and I told my parents this and turns out they were also looking at a car and we got the silver car and it was a silver Trago that we got um, so thank God for that and so it was just an amazing dream that's one thing I'll probably never forget Another thing is what Bo mentioned before is about my dad getting these words um, from God out on his run about this house that we had. We first moved to Brisbane and um, this house, this layout, it's the same house, well not the same house, but the same layout that we've got now and we've bought. So we moved to Brisbane and this house was really nice and we had to move out of it. Um, but my dad heard um, a voice say to him, you are not finished in this house. And... Five, five or so years later, uh, we're in the same layout, the house, and uh, we own the house now. So that's an amazing story as well, and something my dad will never forget. So those things we'll probably never forget, but I'm not perfect. Nobody has a perfect memory. Some may come close to it, though. But I assure you, 
I don't have a perfect memory. <laughs> and I have forgotten some of those good things God has done for me. And that's why I started to written, wrote, write these things down so I can recollect later of what prophetic words I've got, images and healings that have done uh, happened before me. And the thing that I want to make clear with this topic of remembrance is that we are here to say all of you only, we are not here to say all of you only remember the good things in life and forget all about all the bad things you have done. We do need to remember the bad things that has been thrown at us because that's what makes us who we are. It's all the horrible pain, the sins, whatever we have done in the past, we need to remember those things. But we remember those things in the context of how God how, how God has brought us out of them and restored us to be in a relationship with him just like he did with the Israelites. You see, I have sinned, but I am now forgiven about those things through what Jesus did on that cross. From being forgiven, we can then focus on the goodness and the glory that go, that God has done in our lives. And if the enemy tries to bring back these memories and how we've sinned in the past, we can reject that. Because we will remember what Jesus did. And not only that, we remember the situation we're in and then compared to now. So we can reject that. I'm now going to read from Romans 5, 1 to 8. So if you want to open that up. I'm reading from the NIV version as well. Sorry, I don't have it up on the screen, so you can't read with me. Um, so I'll read and then stop and then continue reading, so just bear with me. So Romans 5, 1 to 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Uh, I'm just going to stop there. So how can we glory in our sufferings? We are able to have our sin justified by Jesus and the ultimate sacrifice that he paid upon the cross. That is the only reason. It's because he died and took away our sin and we were forgiven of everything. All the past things, gone. Taken away and you are forgiven. All right, now continue reading on. Because we know that suffering pr produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us, you see, at the right time. When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly die, dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So when Jesus died on the cross, all the sin, everything bad was taken away. This was the ultimate remembrance point for all Christians. When people ask what Jesus did for us, we always remember that story and what he had accomplished on the cross. After we accepted God, then he came in and put peace, faith, grace, hope, and his love poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. We can now live free of our sin, and our story is one of God's ongoing goodness and faithfulness to us. Our story is not only we were saved from sin, 
Our story is one daily, of daily goodness of God and the inbreaking kingdom of God. Let's start our days recalling our story through the saving work of Jesus. Let us be a hope-filled people who look at each coming day as an opportunity for the kingdom to break into, into because we recall all God has done in our lives. Let us be a people of peace as we remember all God has done for us and face anything that comes our way. So I'm now going to invite Ella to come up with me as we enter a time of ministry. As she does, I want us to, us to all start remembering our story through the lens of God's faithfulness. And if you can't, then this is our first point of ministry. So if you could all please stand as we pray.